Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to She Boss Talk. We are here today to talk about how to start your nonprofit and fund your nonprofit. We are here with a special guest, Dr. Moore, Dr. Eurydice Moore, who is a nonprofit and grant expert. So I'm super excited to talk with her and share information with you all today that is really going to help you. So whether you've been thinking about starting a nonprofit or you already have a nonprofit, this is the show for you as always come on in hit that love button give it a thumbs up subscribe follow us where we are on social media drop your comment if you have a question related to uh, uh establishing a nonprofit or accessing funds for your nonprofit put it in the comments and we'll be looking at that during the show and and maybe spotlight it uh as we go uh along so again we have an expert here with us dr moore is a close friend uh, of mine. She is also a referral partner, uh, which I'm so excited to have here. Many of you, I have referred many of you all to her uh, for those who often uh, need or want someone to apply on your behalf, on your company's beha behalf for grant applications, because either maybe you don't think you have enough time uh, or resources or the capacity to do it, or to just be more easier for you to be able to do it. Uh, this is her. This is the lady that I have be, been referring. Uh, and so I'm so uh, so excited to have you on the show. So before we get started, can you just introduce yourself? Just let us know who you are and, and what you do. What is your specialty? Well, I am Dr. Eurydice Moore, and thank you for allowing me to return to your show. And uh, I am I'm a 501c3 specialist. I'm a specialist in helping people set up nonprofit and also a grant writer. But Shantae, before we go further, I just have to salute you and let the people know that once again, you the real deal. My business has really grown. I mean, it has doubled. Even my daughter have noted that uh, it's because of you posting about Cornell University. I took advantage of that and graduated from an Ivy League college oh, university. Congratulations. Um, uh, my daughter took a YouTube course through you and we are YouTube partners because, because of the course. And um, I took the master class with you and Kawanda D when you were talking about the different certification. And I had several certification behind that. And since the last time I seen you, I have a SBA certification, the WOSB. Yes. And I follow you on Grant Tracker. I tell you this stuff working. If you work it, people, if, right. if you work it, and I follow you on Grant Tracker, and that's how I found out about Comcast Rise. And I was a recipient of an award. I received two laptops and a tablet from following the grant tracker and i recently had contact with shante because a grant came across my desk for professional development but it was not for operational costs not for salary rent utilities or inventory professional development and i said i need some development i need some more development so i wrote shante in my grant people you can do that too I wrote her in the grant for some services. So, you know, that's me. I'm just excited about being on the show 
and being able to salute this great woman of God that God has used to help grow my business. You have been an answer to prayer. Oh, thank you so much. I'm just so excited about all of your wonderful accomplishments. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is just a testament to show that if she's able to do it, you can too, right? Whether you're a for-profit business or non-profit, uh, or if you want to start a non-profit business, uh, these are opportunities that you can get access to uh, to help further your business. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, the grant opportunities, because we was talking about this before we actually came on air about how you you were able to get access to this grant for personal development, right? So there's grants that are out here for different reasons, uh, and it just depends on the grantor. Maybe they want to help you with personal development, like you, like she said, or maybe the grant is wanting to help you provide technical assistance and want to help you get access to technology, like the. Uh, like the equipment that you just uh, were able to get with the laptops, right? Yeah. So can you speak on uh, the grant opportunities that are out here available for nonprofits? You would be surprised what's available out there for uh, nonprofit and for-profit, but for nonprofit, you really want to go after grants that are entitled general operation support. It's like a blanket. Uh, it funds your organization from start to finish. It funds salary, utility, professional services. Uh, you can hire a subcontractor. Let's say that you are a nonprofit and, uh, you know, you own property and you need a plumber or electrician. You can use that grant money to cover that. And when you have general operation support, that would even cover postage stamps. You could go to the post office and spend you some grant money. So it's all kind of grants out there. Pay for certification. Uh, it's just it's just so much, just so much out there. Yeah, and I have people asking me if you all hear noise in the background. I do apologize. I'm having the house painted and they're scraping the house, so I do apologize. Um, but uh, there are so many different grants. We focus on those business related grants, but there's basically grants out there for anything. Uh, that really you want uh, from in your personal life as well. So I would encourage you all to seek out those opportunities that are available to you um, because they're out there, right? So this is just a few that we're talking about here today. Can you talk about what is the difference between a nonprofit and a for-profit business? Okay, the difference is uh, a nonprofit, is, that gives you the opportunity to uh, do provide charitable services to community and the nonprofit uh a lot of people have a lot of misconception about it they feel like they are owners you are not owner the nonprofit do not belong to you the nonprofit belongs to the people of that state well I'm in Illinois you in Ohio okay so anybody that do a nonprofit it is the people not a profit you know, it's Ohio nonprofit. So there's no ownership with nonprofit. And a lot of people have a hard time with that. And I make it plain when they, they come to me. So, yeah, so that's the difference. The for-profit, you have the ownership. You know, you're the owner. It's your baby, okay? And then, you know, there are different, you know, uh, level of uh not uh, for profit, you know, the DBA, the LLC, all of that. And then, oh, I want to mention, like, if you have a nonprofit, that's the perfect time. 
you know, you can uh, get grant money for your youth services, your family services. You want to work with seniors, you know, that you have, you get money for seniors. You can get money for housing services with the nonprofit. So nonprofit, uh, there's no self-gain in it. Your mission is to serve the people and you have a specific target population, whether you want to take care of women and children, youth, you know, homeless, veterans, you know, those that are disadvantaged and underserved. So for you, for the audience out there, let us know if you've been, if you have a nonprofit, what is it? What population do you serve? Like, what is your mission? And if you, if you're one that's been thinking about having a nonprofit, uh, let us know about that as well. We love to see that uh, in the comments. Can we talk really quickly about the business aspect? Because I, I feel like many nonprofit uh, leaders that I speak to, they don't understand that even though they have a nonprofit, right? In the eyes of the law, is it, that is the structure, right? It's a nonprofit entity, but it's also a business. And it's also a business to be making money. Because many of not only do they not understand it's a business, they're funding the whole operation out of their own personal monies. Mm -hmm. So we need yeah. to we need to help them change that so that they can stop funding it out of their own personal funds and actually get access to the funding opportunities that are out here that will help them move their mission forward and help them be able to serve the people that they were meant to serve. So can we can we talk a little bit about the business aspect and how they can, you know, show up as, more as the CEO of, of the operation? Yes, there is a business side. Even though you're a nonprofit and you're serving the community, there is a business side to it. You better be registered with the Secretary of State, the Attorney General Office, and it's highly recommended that you attain what is called the 501c3 with help with tax exemption. And you are responsible for uh, yearly reporting to these three major entity, governmental entity. And Shante, I have had people come to me that have threw up website made brochure, business cards, uh, pass out newsletter, information, nonprofit, and they were not even incorporated with the state that they nonprofit is in. And if you are caught and you are not incorporated and you are caught, they can shut you down and you will have a healthy fine. So people, we have to get legal and not only get legal, but stay legal. That's the business side of it. And then uh, as far as grant, you got to have that business side intact. That, you know, uh, everything in place, including your bylaws. And, and then when you go for, for grants, guess what? The funders do not want to be an ATM machine. They do not want to be a nonprofit welfare system. Many of them, the grants are just for one year. The longest I ever seen a grant for a non-for-profit was three to five years. That's the longest. But generally, they go for one year only. Now, they have included in grant, they want to know if you have what is called a sustainability program. They want to know, do you have a sustainability program? 
a program in which if you're not funded or you go without funding, can you continue the program? And uh, there's a major ministry in Chicago. I won't call their name out. I don't know what I uh, can, you know. But anyway, there's a major ministry, global, international. Uh, this minister and his congregation and his board member, they purchased a mall. And inside the mall, there's a clothing store, a restaurant, a cafe, a bookstore. They have several businesses. And each one of those businesses is generating revenue that pay off expenses and go right back into the nonprofit so they don't miss a beat. Now, now don't get me wrong. They don't turn down no grant money, but the grant money is not just their lifeline, you know. And Shantae, I try to talk to people. Okay, we're going to uh, do some fundraising, okay, and then get some grants in, do some bootstrapping, you know, but you do not want to depend on grants. And I and I, I checked out one of your shows you did last week. And you you said it. You just do not want to depend on grants. And I know you was um, you know, letting the nonprofit and the for-profit know that. You know, let it be a beginning, you know, let it be an aid to you, but don't let it just be your sole support. It's so much money out there. Is so so much funding out there. Yeah. I mean, you just dropped so many nuggets right there. Like, you know, I'm the queen of multiple streams of income. It is not just for for-profit businesses. It's for nonprofit. She just gave you an example of how nonprofit is generating revenues in so many different ways. So I hope you are pleased. Pay attention. Grants are not, you're not supposed to be relying solely on grants. You're supposed to be doing some fundraising. Find out how to make make money in the business. Uh, and so there are so many ways that you all can do that. I mean, there's all types of nonprofits. I've talked to a lot of schools. Um, a lot of my peers own schools, right? They're for-profits and for-profits. And they're like, they're not bringing in any revenue besides the tuition. But there's ways that you can bring in revenues outside of the tuition that you're getting. Uh, and so that that is excellent that you mentioned that. Can you just talk really quickly about some of the services that you offer? Because I know you help businesses to start up their nonprofits. Can you just talk about a little bit about those services you offer? Okay, the services that I offer, uh, I started off with nonprofit in 2004, and then the business expanded to include for profits uh, in 2016, right in time before the pandemic. So uh, the services that I offer, I assist people in getting legal so that they won't be found out by the Secretary of State and shut down and fine. So I help them to incorporate. It's called Articles of Incorporation. And you have to be first incorporated with the uh, state. And then I also, I help them put their board together. And... Um, you know, uh, find a name for their nonprofit. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that you need a name for your nonprofit. It can't be so long. You can't get it all on the form. And then you got to make sure you're the only one with that name because there have been situations where uh, people had the same name and they end up going to court 
and it was not favorable for one of the parties. So I helped them in that. And then also I helped them with their bylaws. And uh, you have to have laws that govern the nonprofit, just like there's laws that govern our daily lives, you know. And then uh, I helped them with the 501c3, which is a tax exemption. And uh, I have uh, books available, electronic book, on uh, what can you do with the 501c3. Now, a lot of people uh, get the 501c3 because they want to get grant money, but it's much, much more than that. You have that 501c3, the income that comes into your nonprofit will be federally tax exempt and it will be exempt from the state. You don't have to pay taxes on the money that comes in. Now, what a lot of people don't know is if you are a nonprofit and you do not have that 501c3, and you have $600 coming in or more, you got to pay taxes to the federal and on the state level. So uh, it's it just so much more. You can get your sales tax exemption, uh, depending on what state you're in, that 501c3 could be used for water bill. You don't have to pay a water bill if you're nonprofit owned property. Property taxes, you don't have to pay property taxes depending on the state that you're in if you're a nonprofit on property. It's, it's so much. You can get reduced rate when you uh, have events and you, and you won't pay the market price. You pay a lesser price being a nonprofit. Postal service, reduced mail, reduced shipping. It's so much you can do with that 501c3. And I got an ebook that tells you the 14 different ways you can use that 501c3 besides submitting grant. And those tax exemption saves money and keep money in the nonprofit. Yes. yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is so, uh, so good. I know during the pandemic, so many nonprofits were missing out on some of the relief because they were asking for tax, tax filings. And then they would come back to me and say, oh, well, we're tax exempt. But that doesn't mean you don't have to do, you don't have to submit filings, right? Yes, they have to, they have to do what is called a 990. And, okay. And see, I wish they would come up with another term, but they say taxes and they just throw everybody off. But there are several different types of 990 and you got to make sure you are filing the right 990. There's a 990 postcard, the 990N, then there's the 990EZ, and then da-da-da-da-da-da. And a lot of people, first of all, they don't know they're supposed to file. And these grammars, you know, I had people come to me, okay, Dr. Moore, the head nonprofit, okay, I need you to file this grant on my behalf. And the funder was requiring that their 990 be uploaded. And guess what? They didn't have it. So I had to refer them to someone. I used to do them, but too busy. So I have someone that I could refer that she's a paralegal and she's a pro and she's good. And I usually refer them to her, but a lot of them, they, they don't know. And they don't know about their annual report. They supposed to turn in these three reports every year and then they get dissolved, you know, and secretary of state will send you a letter. Your renewal is coming up and many of them ignore the letters. 
And then when they want to get a grant, you know, uh, the funders check. I always check before I submit anything. I verify. Are you still active? And if it comes back involuntary or dissolved, involuntary dissolved, I can't fill a grant out for you. Yes, this is such good information. I mean, it, regarding your nonprofit, do you understand? Like, I, I'm sure a lot of you are, are like deers in headlights, uh, understanding what is all involved when you're operating a nonprofit, just like a for profit business. There's a lot that goes into it. Just like for for profits, it does not stop at the LLC. I hear that all the time. Oh, I got my LLC. Great. That's just the beginning. That's just one part of it. You get your 501c3 which is important and it's going to give you access to a lot of grants, but there's also a lot of requirements that you have to fulfill. It's not as simple as that. You just passionate about what you're doing. You just got this, uh, filed this document with the state. Now you have to fulfill it all, not some, all. And then you get dissolved and you don't even know you're dissolved. And then you can't get access to the opportunities that you need to get access to. But we had a question in the and one of our um, one of our viewers had a comment about great, great, great. How, do, how do how do you fund uh, employees uh, through your nonprofit? How, uh, oh, you can uh, you can fund them through the grants and uh, fundraising. You know, money that you get in and other resources that you get in for uh, your non for profit. Uh, there are grants, salaries where you can pay employees yes yes so i had mentioned earlier about you know so many and i mean many that are funding their entire operation out of their 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 personal monies right and they don't even pay, they're not paying themselves uh so what would you recommend for them do you <laughs> for them because we just we just told you about the many different ways that you can fund your nonprofit. You definitely want to set yourself up for success and and okay you started funding it out of your own right i know a lot of churches that do this right but you need to be funding your your operation and the fact that there's so much money out there let's talk about that because they a lot of nonprofits seem to be stunned when they contact me uh and they're like where are the grants at where's the where's the grants where's the funding at and what i say to them is there has always been funding for for nonprofits you can find it everywhere i mean yeah. billions upon billions of dollars it has not always been that way for for-profit so the fact that they're finding it difficult to find grants for nonprofits when they're everywhere and they're, i mean everywhere uh -huh. they're, they're finding it difficult because they don't have the key word it's all about the key word when you're reading like general operation support i mentioned that earlier that covers salary, that covers utility, grants, so on and so forth. It's about the key word. When you read up on these grants, do it say general operation support. That's the buzzword for nonprofit. Now, for the for-profit, it will be operational costs. But in the nonprofit world, it's general operation support, general support. You're going to see either general support or general operation support, one of the two. That lets you know that's nonprofit, and uh, you pretty work, pretty much have leeway in that. Pretty much have leeway, and then uh, a lot of nonprofits are opening up daycare centers. That brings in money. 
uh, like uh, I, I know I can mention this because they're international, national, the Salvation Army. Everybody familiar with the Salvation Army. We know that they they feed people, they provide shelter, uh, they have program services, they have all kind of program for the community. But guess what? They have a thrift shop, and that thrift shop is not a nonprofit. It is unrelated. It has nothing to do with their mission. But when they report it on that nine ninety, it's reported as an unrelated business. And, and you know, that thrift shop pulls in money and they take that money and then they uh, funnel some of that into their for not, I mean, their nonprofit. So uh, those of you that are operating nonprofit or seeking a non, uh, to uh, start nonprofit, you know, once you get your setup, now you got to come up with sustainability plans. And whatever fundings come in, you know, you pay your employees. You know, you take uh, a certain amount out. Let's say you got 10 grants as a nonprofit or five grants. You know, you just take each grant could be used for salary, you know, till you have the dollar amount that you desire for your employee. Maybe $5,000 for an employee for one grant and 2000 for another. And then for employee, maybe three thousand. Then you add it up. Then you can have a decent salary. Mm -hmm. And then along with your sustainability programs, right? So you need a sustainability program. You need to be able to operate without grants, and then use grants as a as a supplement, right? Yeah. Or complement to what it is that you're doing. Also, you need to know your goals. So you need to have your your figures, right? Your money figures. So when she's talking about whether it's supplies or whether it's labor costs, you have to know those costs, right? You need to know how many FTEs you're going to have, how many part-time people you're going to have, how much are you paying them but per hour? Are they on salary? And how much is it? Uh, that's Those are things that you need to be looking at when, you're, when they're going to ask you for your budget, right? What is your budget? What are you using these funds for? Mm -hmm. uh, and so you have to have that, whether it's a simpler grant or a larger grant, you have to know what it is you need the money for, how much do you need, and what is the grant money specifically going to be spent on. Uh, now, I do want to mention that because someone is asking here, um, they were they was asking information about not-for-profits, but let me, um, I'll ask that in, in just a second. I just want to clarify that in the with COVID-19, the COVID-19 pandemic, there have been many more grants that have come out that are easier to apply for. Understand there are different levels of grants and different complexities of grants. There are grants that are at a level where you need a grant writer if you don't know how to write grants yourself. Okay. And then there's grants that have been more streamlined. Even some of those grants that were more complex are easier to get now simply because of COVID-19 and they know people need help and they are giving, and I'm dead serious. I, they making it so easy. I talked about the Cleveland Foundation here that literally gave millions and millions and still giving millions and millions. They give millions of dollars every month. Every month, nonprofits can submit to them to be able to get access to grant money every single month. I apologize, someone is calling me, okay. 
So but they can I, I just jump in here, uh, like you said uh, a little earlier, that there's tons of grants for nonprofit. Uh, I've been yeah. doing this since 2004 as a business, but I've been a grant writer since 1985. And people, I promise you, through the years, right before COVID, I might have saw two or three grants for, for businesses. The All them grants I saw was for nonprofit. But now, because of COVID, they are throwing grants out there for a for-profit. So I, I tell you, and it's it, it just so much out there. And Shantae is correct that they have streamlining, and that's because of our former president, Barack Obama. I had attended a DHS meeting, and they said we got a new format because of our president at that time, Barack Obama, when he took office and he saw the red tape and the bureaucracy that people and the hoops that people had to jump through to get a grant, he said, I want you all to streamline this process, make it simple, put it online. That's because of him. And then after that, foundations and corporations have followed. So uh, I've seen grant application as simple as one page. One page, Shantae. One page. I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the average grant to complete, uh, I call them grant application, you know, when I do workshops and stuff. Uh, the longest is about 12 pages, but the average grant is like four, no more than five pages. Online, uh, in a format like you applying for a job. All you do is fill in the answers. That's all. Exactly. It's fill in the answer. And then they have a menu, and then you just check. So it's simple now. You know, you don't need a grant writer for that. You know, some of my clients are shocked when I say, oh, you could do this yourself. They be like, why, why, you know, that's why I'm coming to you. I said, you can do this yourself. You know, I'm not money hungry. I'm not suffering for anything. I am a very okay. blessed woman. So, you know, if I can help you save money, I'll help you save money, you know. And right. I can tell people, why don't you put a team together? I have spoken with pastors. Send me some of your people. You know, and then you all write your own grants. You know, I'd be telling the nonprofit that, you know, have you uh, a, a grant writing department in your church, you know? Exactly. I mean, so the resources are here. I mean, this, this, these are things that I've been sharing with my community. It's good to have you as an expert sharing the same information uh, because it's, it's so valuable, uh, because there's so much work to do. There, all of so many of us have so missions, great mission, mission work with women, with girls, with children, with the homeless, with veterans, uh, you name it, uh, great missions out there, but you have to set your business on a strong, found, on a solid foundation. So it doesn't all come crumbling down because you need something to build upon. These, these people that you have this mission to serve, they're relying on you. So you have to show up knowing that you have you bear a huge responsibility in taking care of what your business your foundation or your organization or nonprofit however it is you're set up so that's good because if you're not set up correctly then you're going to let down the people that you are there to serve you're not going to be able to fulfill that mission so we're here we're here to help you get set up properly so that you can fulfill your mission because there are so many people in need. Now, one of our, our viewers had a question about 
uh, the difference between, and I've heard this too, what is the difference between a for a nonprofit and a not-for-profit? Is there any difference? Oh, the terminology, uh, not-for-profit and non-profit and NFP and NGO, non-governmental organization, are all the same terms. They are used interchangeably. And uh, once again, I mentioned earlier, uh, the mission is charitable services, uh, no self-gain. Uh, and then, you know, you have the for-profit, strictly uh, for-business, strictly profit-oriented. So that that is the difference. This is great. So, so that's why I like to break things down in layman's terms for people and understanding that depending on who you're working with, they may have different terms, but it means the same thing, right? So I'm often shooting off like 10 different terms and I'm like, but they all mean the same. Uh, so that you know, because if you don't understand, then that can really be a, a knowledge barrier uh, and a barrier for you to be able to get access to what it is uh, that you need. Now, there's a lot of viewers, they're really excited about this. Um, they're talking about their nonprofits and wanting to set them up. They want to know about your book. So we will hyper, we will link uh, the, she actually has a class. I believe you have a class coming up, but we will link her programs and her classes uh, in the comments. Be sure that after this broadcast is over, you will have all of the links. She will also come uh, in the in the chat and talk with you guys. So if you if you want to consult with her, let us know. Let her know in the chat, uh, in the comments, and uh, she will direct you to where uh, to go. Do you want to tell? Can you tell us just about what you have coming up? I, don't you have a class? Let us yes, know uh, what's going on. Okay, the city of Chicago has funded my business, uh, for profit business, Eurydice, with a grant that allow me professional services, marketing, and that allows me to teach. I just love teaching. I just love teaching. That's my trade. That's my passion. I just love talking and explaining things, breaking it down, make it simple. But anyway, okay, I'm coming back. I <laughs> offer free. It's because the city is paying for it. And, um, our target population is the people in Chicago first or in Illinois. The, the course is uh, online business training, uh, colon, uh, grant application workshop. And it's offered free, free people. It's offered free twice a month, Sunday and Monday. And I always have the flyers out. And uh, we're going to put in the link, the appointee, so that you can go to it and you could book one of the classes. Uh, limited seating, only 10 for each class. Uh, and that's through the year. Uh, January, February, March was good. Uh, April, one of the sessions is booked. Uh, we got eight seats for the second session, and that's going to be booked. Okay. Uh, April the 24th, that's this Sunday. This, I mean, not this Sunday, I'm sorry. It's on a Sunday, April the 24th, from five, 3 o'clock to 5.30 is a class. And okay. then Monday, April the 25th, from 11.30 to 1 o'clock 
is a class and it's free. Take advantage of it. And we do let people from other states come in. Shantae, I had a lady from Turkey contact me and book a session. So I'm looking forward to meeting her on a Zoom all the way from Turkey. Now you're going to let somebody from Turkey take a seat and you here in America. Come on now. Come on. I know. I I say the same. I know. I'm trying to tell you. Right. So I, 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 we we have the same thing here because we have a global audience, right? And maybe on it. So look, these are opportunities. Again, she got a grant to be able to provide these opportunities for you as a nonprofit to give you help you get the skills that you need. You could do the same thing, right? So she's teaching you these skills, how to write grants and all of that, all of these types of things. So do take it and it's free to you. And I often say that that's the great thing about nonprofits, that they get funding. So oftentimes they're able to offer uh, different opportunities at a discount or at no fee to you because they are paid through the grant. So when you get the, that's why you have to account for your cost, including you as the, as the uh, founder, right? Or the executive director or whatever role you're serving in and all of those laborers that on your team that are helping to support these different initiatives that you're rolling out. Look, y'all, I mean, I hope this inspires you to go start taking action today uh, because you don't want to miss out on these opportunities. Now, we have so much to talk about, uh, but we're getting close to the end. But I just, can you just... I, I mentioned at the beginning of this program that you are we are referral partners um, and that I refer um, many business owners yeah. to you to help for you to apply on their behalf. So can you just talk about the experience we were talking about and somehow some come to you, they're not prepared. And can you just give the same tips to our audience on what you need? So when you call, go to her, make sure you have some things ready. You can't expect that any grantor is going to give you money and your business and your found, your foundation or your organization is not properly set up. So can you tell what you expect when they come yes, to you? Shante, Shante, I want to thank you for those referrals. And uh, so far they have been assessment people. And, and you have already told them, but you know, like my great grandmother said, sometimes people don't believe that fat meat is greasy. You already told them, Shantae, whether you talk to them through email, on the phone, or on the show. So I guess coming to me, they figure they're going to hear something different. No, I'm going to say what you say, because it's the same information for both of us. Uh, the people that have come to me, they, they, ha- they didn't have websites. Okay, the funders want you to have websites. Shantae been talking about that. Uh, the funders want you to have a social media present. They want to know if you have Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. They actually ask for it. You got to put your link inside the application. There is no getting around what the people want, you know. And I had, and I got people to help me, you know. I tell them, well, you need to talk to such and such a person, and I follow up with them. And uh, once you meet with them, you got what you need, then we're good to go. Now I can apply for the grant. And then some of the funders ask for things like business license. Oh, Shantae, 
uh, business license. Um, uh, this is a, a small shout out for the uh, LLC. A lot of LLC, Shantae, I got to mention it. I know we're supposed to be talking about nonprofit. I'm finding this over and over and over. A lot of LLC, especially in Chicago, I don't know how it is in your city and in the state of Ohio, they don't realize that going to the Secretary of State, getting that LLC is not the end. They have to get a Chicago business license. They cannot be operating. So, uh, and then you have some nonprofits, you know, they, they are structured and they might have a little business and they think if it's not related to their mission, they got to have a business license. They got to have a business license. So uh, that's what I'm finding. Could you believe that some people don't have emails? They don't have emails. And then funders are asking for business emails. They don't want your email. So your nonprofit has to have an email. Okay. And then, you know, I, and then I had a lady that's a nonprofit. She lost $5,000 because she didn't change her address. So when you're a nonprofit and your nonprofit move, you have to update your information on the state and with IRS. And because she didn't, and she did not tell me the new address and in IRS database, was the other address, the old address, uh, Walmart, I can mention them, they sent a checkout and she never got the check and it came back to the company and she lost $5,000. Okay, let me just say this again. We talked about this before we got on here that I have to mention this all throughout 2020 that we are not going to be leaving money on the table simple things that we can do that we're just leaving it on the table for somebody else to get again many of you all think that these are complicated things there has to be some complicated reason why i'm not getting a grant right i just apply it and apply it can be as simple as you don't have an email and you don't have a business name. and now i know that because i know and this is this video is can apply to for profits and nonprofits. So tag who you need to tag, share it with whoever you need to share it with, because there's millions of you out there that need to see this video today. So you can change some things around. There's too many people that need you need to be helping that you got to get, you got to help your business first. You got to help your operations first. Mm -hmm. You got to have emails. These are things they're looking for. You need to have a website. You need to have a social media presence. If you expect them to, these organizations and grantors are giving thousands and millions of dollars in grant money and don't think that there's no expectation of you as the owner of your business or the leader of your organization. And you have to be transparent. And like you said, those things do apply in, in Ohio and other states. Every state is different in what uh, their rules are. So you have to learn what their rules are. And if you are not re, re, uh, operating within their guidelines, you automatically forfeit any money. So we don't want to leave, again, that money on the table when there's so much of it uh, that we can put to good use. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, and then I had a gentleman 
he doesn't check his email and he missed out on a grant. Again, simple things. I can tell you hundreds of business owners and nonprofits that I know personally that forfeited money. This is $5,000 is a lot of money. $1,000 is a lot of money. Not any that I want to be leaving for someone else to get simply because so you have an email, but you don't you don't monitor your email. You don't respond to your emails. That is how they correspond with you. Not not always do they follow up with a phone call. Okay. Okay. So the expectation is you have an email and that you're responding to their email. They're not going to babysit you. They may only ask they and most times they only ask you once and they ask you for information. And then it's your responsibility to make sure that that information is accurate. They're not going to go back and forth with you. And I have to tell business owners this all the time, even when they apply for our programs. They are only going to ask you once and you have to make sure you review it two or three times, however many times you need to, to make sure you clearly understand what they're asking for and that what you're providing meets their requirements. Because they're not going to ask you two and three times and give you a second chance. They're moving on to the next eligible candidate that submitted complete and accurate information. Am I right? You are correct, 100%. They have two, it's, 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 Grant is competitive and they have too many people. Just like that uh, Capital One shut down in one day. One day. Even though they give you a deadline, if they get an outpouring, they can shut down anytime. They can shut down anytime. Exactly. And so many people were, so many business owners were surprised by that. I mean, it didn't last a day. I think they shut down in like hours. They're not the first grant to do that in hours because there was that much demand. And so once they, usually they have a date and then they have a cap at the number of applicants. If they reach that cap in two hours, they reach the cap in two hours. So there were people that got in there and those that did, we had some winners of that grant. Like you said, you won the Comcast right? They have a marketing, they have a money grant, they have a technology grant, whatever. There are grants for all types of things that you can use to support your business and support your nonprofit. So I hope you all are doing that today. Uh, we have a lot of people that want to know about your upcoming class. And we're going to make sure that you get access to that. Um, oh, there's somebody saying that they went to Turkey as a missionary. That's awesome. Mm. Uh, interested in your books. Oh my goodness. We have nonprofits in Georgia. We set up our uh, 501c3. We, we need to set up a grant writing group. Yes. Yes. Um, so yes, please take the information we're giving you and put it into action. Uh, that's the, these things are going to get you results. If you put in the work, if you put what we're telling you into action it's going to work. It won't work if you don't do it. You have to work it. Isn't that what you said? <laughs> right. Structure and systems are necessary. Yes, they are. So there's so many great comments on here. Uh, we appreciate your comments and your questions. Uh, we could talk about this more. So we'll definitely have to have you back on. But we're going to have to close out the show. Are there any final words or tips that you wanted to give our audience? Uh, what i like to uh, say is get started. And remember, those two free courses that is being offered this month, April 24th, April 25th. 
and through the rest of the year till December 31st, free. You don't have to pay. So <laughs> there's no reason to be without money for your nonprofit. Awesome. One last question that I always ask all of my guests. If you had a magic stick that you could weigh, what, what is one thing that you would change in the world? One thing. One thing. Magic stick. One thing. I would want to implement the golden rule, you know, um, reintroduce love because God is love and we would treat each other better, you know, that, that, out that love. I love it. I love it. So thank you so much. Thank you, audience, for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you, for Dr. Moore, for being here with us, for dropping all these amazing gems. Uh, that people can really go uh, and take these actionable steps to move their nonprofits and their businesses forward, right? This applies to businesses too. Yeah. Uh, and we'll make sure that all the all her information and contact information is in uh, the comments for you so you can go sign up for the class, go get her books and get to work, start setting up your, your groups, whatever you need to do, start strategizing about how you're going to make money in your nonprofit and your business. You can do it. Strategies on how you're going to go after fundraising, how you're going to go get these grants. And she is the one to uh, help you to be able to do it. So again, thank you so much, Dr. Thank Moore. You. As always, continue to be the boss with Amplified Impact. Stay safe and in good health, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.